Welcome to The Gaggle, an AZ Central podcast where we chat with reporters, experts, and special guests to keep you fully informed on the state's political news. I'm your host, Yvonne Winget Sanchez. I cover national politics for the Arizona Republic. And I'm Ron Hansen. I'm also a national political reporter. In today's episode, we're talking about how a California billionaire hopes to reduce the amount of money you pay APS each month. We'll hear from him. And stay for the end of today's episode, we'll talk about ways you can save money on your electric bill now. Stay tuned for that. Joining us today is Ryan Randazzo. Ryan is a business and government reporter for the Arizona Republic and AZ Central. Ryan, let's rewind a bit. What did APS do in 2017 to set off this whole firestorm? So back in 2017, APS raised its rates, and it was pretty controversial. Um, They changed their rate plans. They made things a little more complicated. Citizens crowdfunded to file a complaint and hire a lawyer, a citizens led by uh, activist Stacey Champion, and that was highly unusual. Um, During the course of Stacey's challenge to these rates, we've learned a lot of things about the rate hike. For example, the bill impact on customers wasn't exactly what APS and the commission had described. It was supposed to be a $6 a month average increase. However, 30% of the people that that use APS saw an increase of 10% or higher on their bill. And we've learned recently that more than half of the more than million customers are not on their best plan. So put another way, there's 500,000 people who are paying more than they need to on their APS electric bill. Now, two of the people who voted to approve that rate hike were elected in 2014. And we also know now that APS spent $10 million to get those two commissioners elected. So the rate hike, which generated $95 million in revenue for APS, was approved by people who APS wanted to to make those decisions. Insert Tom Steyer. He is a billionaire from California, and you've probably heard a lot about him because you heard a lot from him during the 2018 election cycle. Billionaire climate change activist Tom Steyer is calling for the president's impeachment. He writes, I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. Republicans in Congress should support impeachment hearings to uncover the truth. We can't afford to wait. It's time to start impeachment hearings now. So last year, Steyer came to Arizona and he spent $23 million to put forth a ballot initiative which would have required companies like APS to use more renewable energy like solar. APS spent $38 million fighting that and and APS and Tom Steyer were basically at each other's throats through the 2018 election cycle. And APS criticized not only the ballot measure but also said things like he wants to California our Arizona. Uh, APS won, the ballot measure went down in flames. Um, However, Steyer had also tried this in Michigan and Nevada, and he was a lot more successful in those states, um, winning basically settlements where those utilities would use more renewables. Now, he says that he's not coming back um, because of some personal grudge with APS, but the guy's political priorities are to impeach President Trump, win congressional seats around the country, and repeal the APS rate hike. That last one seems a little bit incongruous compared to the first two. Agreed. We interviewed Tom Steyer on May 16th and asked him seven questions in 10 minutes that we thought would matter to you, Arizona residents. Here's our full interview with California billionaire and activist Tom Steyer. Are you ready? Arizona Republic, this is Yvonne. Hey, everyone, it's Ali and Tom. 
Hi, how are you? Good, are you? Yeah, hi, Tom. This is Ron Hansen with The Republic. I'm uh, hey, joining as well. Uh, Tom, thank you for uh, taking time and, and joining us on The Gaggle. Um, we want to go over a couple things with you, and, and I guess the, the first biggest question is, if you're successful with this latest effort, what will this mean for the everyday consumer in Arizona? If we're successful, it'll mean that the everyday consumer has lower rates, that, in fact, they will uh, rescind a uh, rate rise that was passed by, uh, corruptly um, by commissioners that were uh, elected by the Arizona Public Service uh, Company, and it will send a message to the people of the state, to, the, to APS, and to the country that that kind of corruption should not, cannot, and will not exist. Can you explain what you mean when you refer to corruption? Sure. Uh, I think, Yvonne, the way to think, the thing to remember about this is that an electric utility does not own a monopoly. The people of Arizona own a monopoly, and they allow the public service company to operate it with oversight by uh, the Arizona Corporation Commission, commissioners. What happened in 2014, we have found out five years later, is that of the approximately $11 million spent on electing two ACC commissioners, over 10 million of it was secretly contributed by, the, by APS, which was in effect electing its own regulators, who then subsequently allowed a rate rise, and if you can see, APS continues to make hundreds of millions of increasing dollars every year. So why is that corrupt? It's basically saying that the people's monopoly is being operated by APS, and APS is then secretly electing the regulators who determine what it gets to do and what it gets to charge. And that is, ex that is entirely wrong. That is taking advantage of the people of Arizona. It is allowing the system to be twisted and it is allowing money, corporate money, to dominate the rights of Arizona citizens. So, Tom, it's clear that you're willing to put some of your own money into the effort to try and change that. But how do you feel about the criticism that you're actually hurting the issue you're trying to help? The leader of this rate hike fight, Stacey Champion, feels like your involvement is transforming this into a partisan issue. And APS customers are of all political stripes. Well, I think that this is an argument about corruption and justice and democracy, and that is a nonpartisan issue. You know, this is a question about right and wrong, not Democrats and Republicans. Is there anyone in this country of either political party or an independent who really thinks it's okay for corporations to rip off citizens? I don't think that that is a partisan fight at all. What's going on here is right and wrong. And so, you know, we are in the state of Arizona. Our organization works on 23 campuses there. We registered over 20,000 voters in 2018. We had 2,500 volunteers. In terms of, of our campaign, our impeachment campaign, we have over 150,000 signers. So, look, this is a question of protecting the rights of American citizens against a corrupt attack on them by a monopoly. 
So can you give us a sense of what your longer-term goals may be for Arizona? I mean, you, you keep coming here. You were obviously here last cycle. Is this a way to maintain your presence and context here so maybe you can influence uh, the electorate here in 2020? No. This, it, what we are, Yvonne, let me just describe who we are. We're a grassroots organization. Our goal is to get power down to the people from whom it's been taken. We want to, in fact, represent government of, by, and for the people. And we think that there's no question that across America, there has been a buying of the American democratic system, small d, by corporate money. And our organization is dedicated to the idea that a democracy, democracy is supposed to be done by, it's a democracy of people and of votes, not of dollars. So when we think about what we're doing in Arizona in terms of being on campuses, in terms of registering people, in terms of going door to door, in terms of trying to increase participation, that's just grassroots. But when we see the people of Arizona getting ripped off by a corrupt monopoly, that is the purest example of corporate money twisting the democratic system for its own sake at the expense of citizens. And so this is not some calculated campaign. This is stepping up for what's right. And, you know, that's what we're doing. Um, we still have to ha ask you about 2020, though. If, if this isn't the plan for Arizona in 2020, what is your plan for the state next year? Look, as I said, we're a grassroots organization. We're in Arizona. We'll be on those campuses trying to make sure that young people are talking about the issues, aware of the issues, participating in the democratic system. We'll be going door to door to try and make sure that underrepresented communities are in, engaged, know what the issues are, understand what's at stake. So, you know, 2020 in Arizona will be like 2018 in Arizona, which we are grassroots organizers trying to push power back to the people and make sure that they are represented. In terms of this, we, yeah, we think that APS has a history. I mean, you guys know those numbers from 2014 only came out in 2019. Their spending in 2014 on the ACC races was secret and was kept secret for five years in spite of people trying to get the truth. You should know. I mean, obviously, we were part of a group running a proposition to try and get more clean energy in Arizona, the sunniest state in the United States of America. I truly don't even understand why APS doesn't want to have more solar energy in the sunniest state when it's cheaper, cleaner, and would involve creating not just cleaner air, but a lot more jobs for people in Arizona. I don't understand their point even. But what I do know is they're pushing back to protect themselves Tom, against the people of Arizona. Tom, what do you make of the criticism that this is your way of exacting revenge on APS for 2018? All right, that's just, look, what we're doing, take a look at what we're doing. We are actually trying to directly fight corruption in Arizona on behalf of Arizona citizens, but this is part of a broader thing, Yvonne, a broader national point. 80% of Americans, four out of five Americans, that means Democrats, Republicans, and independents, believe that corporations have bought our democracy. 
believe that they twist the laws and twist elected officials for their bottom line. This is one of the most clear examples of that that I've ever seen. And it's something which it should resonate to Arizonans where these people are taking money out of their pockets, but it should resonate across the United States of America. The idea that you get to elect your own regulator, see, it just, it, that just seems wrong. The way that they behave just seems wrong. And so this, I don't, I'm not vindictive at all. What I am is our organization is dedicated to grassroots and the rights of American citizens, and they're being trampled on in this case. One last question. In the coming weeks, what kind of messaging can APS customers expect to see from you? Well, I, I think that, you know, what I'm saying to you is kind of the message. We're going to be doing it predominantly through digital ads, but we're going to be talking about corruption. We're going to be talking about corporations twisting the system to take money out of the pockets of citizens. And we're gonna be talking about democracy and justice. These, it is straight, Avon, if, I, I don't know, it, it, this seems to me so clear. I don't even understand how this could be okay in my heart of hearts. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time. We'll be watching for those ads and uh, anything else that happens on all this, but uh, thank you and keep us posted. Well, Yvonne and Ron, thank you so much for talking to me this morning. It's a pleasure, and I hope we get to do it again. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Look, Yvonne. <laughs> I think I'm hearing the message. <laughs> We're back again with reporter Ryan Randazzo. Ryan, let's break that interview down a bit. How are Republicans reacting to Steyer's reemergence in Arizona politics? Well, I, I, they're almost giddy because he's just a total boogeyman to them. And I think they're happy to have him back here so that they can criticize him and, and the things that he stood for in the state. Um, as a matter of fact, they never really stopped criticizing him. His name still gets invoked um, with regard to renewable energy and with some of the things that our lawmakers are doing down at the Capitol. Um, at the same time, they don't really like to see out-of-state money possibly influencing what happens in Arizona. That fear is prompting action among Republicans. I just got in my email inbox a whole press release about why Maricopa County Republicans think that he's such a bad guy. Beyond the rhetoric and the Twitter wars and the uh, public shaming of Steyer, what else might be afoot in terms of responding to how he's playing in Arizona? Well, lawmakers uh, have been moving a bill that would essentially make it more difficult to put ballot measures before voters. And I don't know if that bill is going to pass this session or not, but as it was moving through the House, lawmakers openly said this is, you know, this will make it harder for people like Tom Steyer to come to Arizona and change our laws by spending a lot of money and putting things on the ballot in front of our voters. So again, his presence in the state has actually activated you know, his opposition on, on the far right, sort of the same way that Trump being in office has really ignited people on the far left. So he says this is not about getting even. This isn't about laying the groundwork for anything in the 2020 cycle other than continuing to register voters on college campuses and elsewhere. What do you make of that answer? Well, it looks like they were searching for an issue to get involved with here in Arizona. And it looks like they also paid attention to the criticisms that he was, you know, trying to pass this renewable energy measure that he might somehow benefit from. Um, 
And so he found this rate hike, which affects Republicans and Democrats, and there's no way that repealing the rate hike could possibly help Steyer in any way. So I think they were sort of intentionally looking for an issue that would help a broad segment of folks and that, frankly, was getting a lot of publicity, which Stacey Champion, again, had done a pretty good job um, with her crowdfunded attorney challenging this rate hike from the state's biggest electric company. Okay, so speaking of helping folks, uh, we know that half of all APS customers aren't on the best plan for their usage. So if you're a consumer and you want to save money on your APS bill, what can you do? Well, you can go online and APS has a rate comparison tool. So there's five rate plans that you can choose from as an APS customer. Because this rate hike has been so controversial, APS is going to let you change your plan twice a year. They used to not do that. You used to pick a new plan and you had to stick with it for a year before you could change again. So if you chose a new plan and it was not saving you money, too bad you had to wait a full 12 months before you could change it. So go online to APS if you're a customer, set up your account and use that tool. They will look at how much electricity you use every year and when you use it, and they will tell you which plan can save you the most money. Now, some people might have already done that uh, when the rates changed in 2017 and they were forced to pick new plans. But what's happened now is because those rate plans have been in effect for a year, your recommendation might actually change. And your recommendation might change just based on things you do at your house. So if you uh, used to spend a lot of time at home in the summer and use electricity, and then now you're, uh, you've changed your job or you've changed your weekly schedule, the rate plan that they recommend for you might be different than it was in the past. So I highly recommend doing that. Also, we have an article on azcentral.com that breaks down those five rate plans. They can be uh, woefully complicated, but we're doing our best to put it in plain English for people to help you understand what these options are, what the benefits and drawbacks of their rate plans are. So Ron and I have the benefit of sitting right next to Ryan in the newsroom, and this consumed about 20 minutes of our time the other day when Ryan was analyzing one of my recent bills through APS, and I discovered a trend. I use a ton of electricity on Monday afternoons. All the kids are home. We're catching up on stuff from the weekend. So use Ryan's tips. Make sure you're not running all your devices at the same time, and that could save you money. You should also watch your Roomba usage. Just saying. Gaggle listeners, that is it for today. We hope we've given you some valuable insight that you can act on. Thanks for coming on our show, Ryan. And for people who want to follow along with this issue, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at Utility Reporter. And you can find me at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. And you can always find me on Twitter at Yvonne Burchett. Thanks for listening. And today's episode was produced by Taylor Seeley and Katie O'Connell with help from Kayla White. Check back next week for more. See you then.